Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Football Sunday. Got our hater to love it coming up at 1030. Back to the competition mode after a short week last week. We uh, also have our West Coast bias coming up next segment where we'll talk about Adrian Peterson and to we, the Arizona we, Cardinals. We also have Red Zone playing right now, so if we seem a little distracted... Well, you'll know why. We're, we're fantasy searching right now. Um, indeed, and if Marcus Mariota goes for 25 points and I have to wait till tomorrow to see Carson Wentz go for like two, I'm going to be really frustrated. <laughs> Wentz is going to do better than two. Yeah, we'll I like see. Carson Wentz. Man. He's been good, man. I like Carson Wentz. He's been really, really good. And um, actually... I want to talk about that. Okay. You want to talk about Carson Wentz? Why not? Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Yes. He might be back. Yes. <laughs> um, that's it. The report I saw was he'll be back in six weeks of throwing the football, which means he might be back by the end of the year. It's Why good news back? for Packers fans. I want to talk about Carson Wentz. I forgot about that. And that's something that it's really interesting to me because we kind of forgot about him last year. Like we kind of forgot about him as a, as the, the second quarterback and supposed to be really, really good. And he kind of, was good in the first two weeks and then kind of faded as the year went on. Carson Wentz has been unstoppable the last two weeks of the season. He's thrown seven touchdowns. He's had one interception. He also lost a fumble. He's thrown for 526 yards the last two weeks um, against Arizona and Carolina, who maybe not the best defenses, but actually have decent secondaries. Um, and I've actually watched both of those games he, he's looked really poised. He's patient. He's throwing to all the receivers. He's not just focusing on one guy. He's mobile a little bit to where the fact where he they have to worry about his legs a tiny bit. And I think we got to give Carson Wentz some love because nobody thought he'd be that good out of FCS, North Dakota State, right? That's where he went, North Dakota State. And he's turned into a really solid quarterback. And I think he's going to be one of the better guys this season. I, I I forget what the stat was, but quarterback rating, I think he's like top two right now in the NFL. He's, he's like really good. He's killing right now. Just for the month of October alone, he's thrown eight touchdowns and only one pick. Like he's been really out there balling. The 111 rating, you know, at this point, 768 yards just almost in a month, and the month isn't even over yet. So he still has an opportunity to, to throw a little over 1,000 yards in, in the month of October. Carson Wentz is uh, – I, I think this is one of those instances to where, you know, we overvalue certain dudes, you know, coming out of the draft. And, and 
you know, we looked so much at golf because of his, you know, because he went to Cal. He went to a Pac-12 school and all these different things. We just talked about Sam Darnold uh, quite possibly being the best quarterback in college. And, I mean, just because he has all the measurables. And that's what we kind of look at. We look at, you know, but I think Vince Young had all the measurables. And I think Jamarcus Russell had every measurable you could think of. You know, can he win games? Can he be a great quarterback? And Carson Wentz has so far answered all the questions. Remember, last year, didn't he start the season like 3-0? and Yep. 4-0, something like that. So we know the kid can play. Now you you paired him with a, a, a okay running back in uh, LeGarrette Blunt and, and an offensive system that works for them. This Philadelphia defense doesn't look like they're terrible like they used to be. It's like all of a sudden you've got some things to work with. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you play in the NFC East. So an incredibly winnable division with – the Cowboys, who are, you know, so-so, at least this year. The Giants, who can't seem to figure out which way is up. And Washington, who can't figure out their defense or anything on their offense, or if, if they even want to keep the quarterback they got. So right now, I think they have the best. Philadelphia might be the best situation in the NFC East right now. Because if anything happens to that offensive, to that offensive line in Dallas, we're singing a much different tune. By the way, a touchdown update. Uh, Alex Jones, the running back on the Packers, just ran for like a 50-yard touchdown. Jermaine Kirst just caught a like 30-yard touchdown from Josh McCown against the Dolphins. So a little touchdown update for you if you're keeping an eye on fantasy foosball at the moment. Um, it's uh, you're right. We we look at we look at measurables a lot. We look at who's going to be good based on certain things. But Carson Wentz seemed to fit that belt too, right? Yeah, six he, five two twenty when he came out. He's like everything that should be a good quarterback. But you looked at the Eagles' offense and you were like, Ugh, this is not a great team. They're not a lot of very good players, and they go out and they get. Um, they go out and they get Alshon Jeffrey this this year. Nelson Aguilar finally kind of looks like a, a decent receiver. Finally, he's he's taken a while to do that. They've got um, what's his name? That's right, Zach Ertz. Uh, good tight end in Zach Ertz. And the running game's kind of been a question mark because of uh, injuries and stuff the last few years. But now they've got a solid stable of guys. And frankly, coaching, I, I really really like. Doug Peterson as a head coach. Mm -hmm. He was great in, there, in in Kansas City as as a coordinator, and he's turned into a really solid guy. He knows how to run that kind of pro style offense, and it's working so far for them. And I, I think Carson. I mean, Jared Goff's played great this year. Don't get me wrong; he's actually been a lot more improved. But Carson Wentz, if this continues, and I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but it feels like it will continue. He might quickly rise to once like Brady retires that kind of level. He might rise at the top hey, man. in terms of NFL, NFL quarterback. And, and how about and you mentioned how about the maturation of these second year dudes? Typically, the second year is when you struggle the most. You know that first year kind of you know we've seen guys come out on fire and then next year can't really figure it out. Dak Prescott is in that trying to figure it out stage right now for his second year. But you look at Carson Wentz and you look at Jared Goff and the fact that they're the best team in the NFC East being the the, the Eagles. The Rams are the best team in the NFC West right now. I mean, and they're both led by these second-year quarterbacks, the respectively the first and second overall picks, you know, in the draft. We haven't seen that from Mariota and Winston yet. You know, we we know the that it's there for for Marcus Mariota. We know how athletic and how how great of a quarterback he can be. I think we see a little bit of Brett Favre, at least me. I see a little bit of Brett Favre in um, uh, in Jameis Winston and as, as that gunslinger-type character. And hopefully that wasn't Cam Newton that just fumbled because the Bears are taking it back. That wasn't. That I, was, I believe. They're not going to give it to Newton. They're going to give it to the receiver. I believe that was Curtis Samuel, rookie. 
It was a pitch play, and he just dropped it. Yeah, he literally, and then just three different Panthers went to get on it, just slipped right out, slipped right out, and next thing you know, here's Chicago running in for six. That's awesome. Do you think, um, yeah, that was Curtis Samuel. Do you think that Wentz and Goff will wind up being better than Winston and Mariota? Because we look at, we've talked about Mariota and Winston on this show, but, I mean, we've heard it nationally. They're like the next coming, right? Everyone talks about those two. But do you think Goff and Wentz, with the improvements they made in their second year, might surpass those two? Because Winston looks good but still struggles with interceptions and stupid plays. Mariota can't seem to stay healthy. Um, and, and the offense has not looked as good this year as we thought it might in Tennessee. Do you think those two might pass them up? There's, I mean, damn, there, there's, there's, definitely a, <laughs> there's definitely a chance. I mean, especially considering Mariota has a tough time staying healthy. Um, that's really been the story of his career thus far. Um, Jameis to, you know, really hasn't, has never really been dinged up for his career. You know, look at his time at Florida State. Uh, you look at his time as this is his third year as the quarterback of the the Bucks, And he, other than some ankles and some stuff like that, he hasn't really been dinged up. I think Jameis is just, he's he is a gunslinger. So he is going to throw into double coverage, into triple coverage. We've seen him do it. This is just who he is. You know, this is this, we saw him do it in college. And it was good enough to for him to lose one game in the two years that he's in college. Like, that's that's crazy. Like, I mean, just only, you mean once, and that was in a bowl game for an opportunity to go to the championship? That's the only time he's lost in college. So we know that he's a winner. And if you, if you watch Hard Knocks, man, his teammates love him. They love Jameis Winston. That's the one thing we say. They can play. They will play for him. We heard, heard Joe McCoy say, man, something happened to number three. Yeah, it's a wrap for us. So I think the confidence is there from his team, which says that, man, that, that's saying a lot. I think uh, you have a – it's it's really hard to say, oh, Goff and Wentz are going to be better than Mariota and, and, and Winston when they're all such different style of quarterbacks. Like you were saying with, with Wentz, like he, he is a gunslinger. He is going to throw interceptions. And you know what? We found we've, we've found that you can throw interceptions and still be a superstar in this league. Thank you, Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. Throw more interceptions than any other quarterback in the league. Manning. He is a Hall of Famer. Eli Manning, exactly. Throws lots of inter interceptions, but still dude has two Super Bowl rings. Like you can be successful. Like Winston... He's still going to put up 300 yards in almost every single game. The guy's got tons of talent there. Oh, did he just? No, they called him out of bounds, oh, too. That, that wasn't out of, the, out of the back of the end zone or anything. No. Okay. Um, but, you know, Mariota, he's a different kind of quarterback. He, in a, in a way, he's like, there. he's kind of frustrating where, where sometimes you're like expecting more out of him, but that's just, he plays a very certain style. It's, and it's different. So it's really hard to compare all these guys. I think they're all going to be good. I think the nice thing is, is that you're for a while there, we were wondering who's going to come in and replace these old fading stars and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady's going to eventually leave and Drew Brees is getting old. And where are the new stars coming from? I think in the last two, three years, we're starting to see, oh, the new stars are starting to come in. And there's a chance the best next quarterback in the NFL is still on the bench. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't got to play yet. We saw for three games last year that Jimmy Garoppolo is a damn good quarterback, but yet hasn't got the chance to really be on the field because number 12 takes all those snaps. So, yes, we're we're in an era to where we have really good quarterbacks. You look at, and I know we have to go, but you look at even Cleveland. Deshaun Kaiser looks like he could be good mm. at some point. Not That said at some point. I didn't say this year, mm. but he could be good at some point. I like Deshaun Kaiser. I think he can be okay. He throws all the interceptions. I mean, but at least Kevin Hogan looked worse so that they gave him his job back. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, 
who do you think? And quickly, I, I know we got to go, but quickly, out of the four, I know you said it's hard to compare, but we can still we can still say who's going to have the best career out of those four: Winston, Mariota, Goff, Wentz. Who do you think is having the best career? Winston. That simple, huh? Winston. Yeah, I mean, he's all all the talking about those measurables and the fact that he's a winner and he knows how to you know how to win and how to drive down the field. I'm, I'm going Winston. I. Uh, part of me wants to say Mariota because I, I mean, he, I love it, Mariota. I want to pick him too. It's the same thing. Like Winston and Mariota just ooze winners. Mm -hmm. Like they just ooze guys that find ways to win. Like last year, he, that Titans team was better than they should have been. Um, they, and same thing with the bucks. They find ways to win. And that's what I think of the, the Philly this year. I think Wentz is making that team Rams Goff's making the team better. It's it's really hard to say who I think the best is going to be, but right now, if you say true style quarterback, it's probably Wentz. I I'm going to pick Mariota, like purely out of love for Marcus. <laughs> I think he's so good. He's and if he can stay healthy, I mean, if you look at him red zone wise, like his his red zone numbers are stupid. Uh, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, and if he can stay healthy, the running part of 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 his game is going to be huge. Uh, to where I think that's going to make him that much of a better quarterback. So I'm going to I'm going to pick Mariota still, but uh, I like I like Wentz a lot as well. All right, coming up next, West Coast bias. Can Adrian Peterson return to old Adrian Peterson, and can the Cardinals take advantage of that to become a contender in the NFC West again? That's next here on the Fan. Uh, 1019 that's the time here on football sunday on the fan red zones on the tv fantasy has begun for those of you who are in your fantasy leagues um west coast bias today we want to focus on the only team we have not exactly paid attention to yet in this segment and that is the arizona cardinals the arizona cardinals a western team we like to talk about them every once in a while here and I think it's important to get those like them and the Broncos involved. Like we talked about the Broncos last week because even though they're not West Coast teams, there are still teams that are more Western and are less talked about in general. Well, I guess Denver's talked about quite a bit, but less talked about in general than uh, the other teams. The Arizona Cardinals are interesting to me solely for one reason, and that is Adrian Peterson. The Adrian Peterson trade was smart because they lost David Johnson for what appears to be most of the season. Uh, the running game was not working out in replacement of him. Chris Johnson did not have any sort of flash left. Andre Ellington was not playing well outside of catching the ball. Um, he wasn't running the ball very well. So they really didn't have much of a running game. And Carson Palmer didn't look great either. He has still has good receivers, but he didn't look as good as he used to. Fast forward to, to last week. They get Adrian Peterson in his first game with them. 26 carries for like 134 yards. He got a couple of touchdowns. He looked rejuvenated because guess what? They gave him the ball and the saints weren't the saints were giving him like a carry or two a game because frankly, he didn't fit into that offense. And they also had Mark Ingram and other good receivers, Alvin Kam or running backs, Alvin Kamara, who they wanted to get the ball to right now. Arizona has none of that because they have Adrian Peterson and they have Andre Ellington, who by the way is out today. Um, and they're waiting for David Johnson to come back. And just because of that one player, just because of Adrian Peterson coming in, I actually view this Cardinals team as once again a threat in the NFC West. It's just that simple. It gives them a running game. It gives them a threat. David Johnson went down first week, and they haven't had that since. First week, man. It, give, it gives them a chance to establish the run and then have open passing lanes. Carson Palmer is not as bad as he's been playing. Um, I mean, he does have six interceptions to just nine touchdowns. But, I mean, I know he's old, but he can still 
throw the football. He's well, still got Larry Fitzgerald, and he's still got the Brown brothers. They're not brothers, but John and Jerron. So he's still got good players on that team. It just wasn't working because they couldn't run the football, and now they can. Yeah, I mean, and at least you're hoping that this is going to be the trend if you're a Cardinals fan. AP has just had a he's he's had a lot of time to just sit on the sideline and not do much in New Orleans, and that's exactly what he was doing, just kind of resting his body. So does it surprise me that he came out and played as well as he did in his first game? Absolutely not. 26 carries, 134 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, here's the question. Is Bruce Arians going to give him the ball more and more? Is this going to be the trend now? Like, or, or is it going to be one of those things where Kerwin Williams and, and Nelson, they kind of do this as running back by committee? Because while AP is still a really good quarter, uh, excuse me, running back, he's clearly not the guy that he was in Minnesota. He's, he's older. He's been in the league now for 10, 11 years. A lot of wear and tear on, on those knees and then on that back. Like, uh, this was great for, for, for his first game there, you know. But Arizona is where guys go to retire. It's a great retirement community. I don't know what it is about the water for the olds down there, but Carson Palmer has extended his career by another four years from playing in Arizona. Larry Fitzgerald, uh, I don't think he's ever going to retire. Uh, and, and he had – 10 catches for 138 yards and a touchdown last week. You know, so there's something in the water in Arizona, which is why I think a lot of guys just end up kind of migrating there towards the end of their career. And Adrian Peterson's no, you know, he, he's no different. But the NFC West is incredibly winnable. You know, the Ram, we talked about it, the young Rams are the the best team in the NFC West right now. The uh, Obviously, the, the uh, Seahawks have the best defense in the NFC West at this point. But the Cardinals, man, they they have a good offense. They have a presumably a good defense. Like if they can put those two together for the rest of the season with Adrian Peterson. Look out! We know where they were going to be with David Johnson, but you know, kind of downgrade that a little bit to Adrian Peterson. You still got a hell of a shot. The way I view Adrian Peterson is, I don't think they're going to give the other running backs that many carries. I think we saw last week what their plan is. They want him to be the workhorse back for him because that's what he is good at. Adrian Peterson clearly in New Orleans, not good at being the running back who is splitting carries with two other guys. He gets angry, he gets uh, he gets really frustrated, and it just doesn't work out. And I really view what Arizona wants to do as, as a team that wants to give him 25 carries a game because uh, as long as it's working, they'll do it. I don't – I mean, they said that Kerwin Williams was going to be the, the starter, but he wasn't. They signed Chris Johnson back and made him the starter, and Williams hasn't really been much of a factor. So – I kind of view it as Adrian Peterson being the workhorse, and that to me makes me feel like they that he can get back to that older level of Adrian Peterson. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, that I think that's the that's the hope, that's the goal is that he can get back to being old Adrian Peterson. The thing about it is, is it going to take twenty six carries for him to do that every week? Is he able to really deal with that volume? Because when he was going to New Orleans, he was splitting. Uh, carries with or he was going to split carries with Mark Ingram that was the plan and that's how New Orleans was going to get better is he really able you know to to carry the load offensively like that the way uh, David Johnson was I, I don't know if he can anymore I think part of what you have to think about is is that offensive line uh despite what Adrian Peterson did last week has not been good in um run blocking this year they've just been one of the not uh, one of the worst teams um, and run back blocking this season. And you are going to find that he is going to come off the field probably for a lot of third downs uh, in games where they're not running. Like this last week, they were ahead. They they controlled that game. They controlled the tempo of the game. And this defense, as good as it's been in the past, has given up 
plenty of plays, plenty of yards, plenty of touchdowns this season to where they're not going to be able to control the tempo every week. And you're going to find that there's going to be weeks where Adrian Peterson looks really good. He's racking up the yards. And then there's going to be weeks where they're playing from behind. He's not going to get the touches. You're going to find that Andre Ellington's probably going to be playing more because he actually catches the ball and he's more of a third down back. And you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to find that he has flashes. I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to see flashes more, more so than you're obviously seeing from a guy like Marshawn Lynch this year. So yeah, he's been, he's been bad this year. He had like one good game. And outside of that, he has been completely awful. Um, do you think that the Cardinals can fix this enough to challenge for a wild card spot in an NFC that is very wide open this year? Because right now, all three of those teams we've mentioned, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Rams are all bunched together at the top of the NFC West, basically 500 records. Seahawks, we know, tend to play better as the year goes on, so I still expect them to win the division, just based on that alone. Um, but, I mean, the Rams are still playing well. They don't look like a fluke. The Cardinals look could be improved now because of the Adrian Peterson addition. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. The Falcons haven't played as well this year. The NFC East is wide open. I mean, the, the NFC is a is a cluster right now. I could see the Cardinals maybe sneaking into a playoff spot because remember just two years ago, they were 10-win 10, 10 team. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the Cardinals are one of those teams. They've, they've been really consistent over the past, remember, a couple of years ago, they were in the NFC Championship game. But they only won like five games last year. Last year, but the year before that, they were in the NFC Championship game, were they not? Or the year? Yeah, it was yeah. the that where just Carson Palmer just fell apart through like four or five picks and in Cam, that game. Cam Newton just looked like Superman. Yeah, that, that, that was that was a, a rough. That were it was the last time you or where you kind of thought is is he falling apart? Is this going to be the last of Carson Palmer? And he's actually having a resurgence this year. He had a bad year last year, resurging this year. They got talent, wide receiving course, getting a little healthier. Uh, you, you got you got fits for one more year. I I think this is a team that could squeak into the playoffs for sure. I'm I'm, I'm absolutely I, I agree with you. I mean I'm I'm looking at the Rams who they're only a game behind. We've called the Rams the best team in the NFC West so far. Uh, the Saints could go either one of those ways. So you know we don't know what's going to happen with Green Bay with the absence of Aaron Rodgers. There's definitely an opportunity for them to move into that spot. You know, with, with Zeke's impending suspension coming back, what does that do to the Cowboys? And you know, will will the Eagles you know take a step backwards? There's a lot of stuff to consider right now in the NFC. So yes, they definitely could sneak into one of those wild card wild card, wild card spots. Words, <laughs> words. The uh, by the way, Cooper Cup just had a touchdown pass knocked out of his hands by a linebacker at the very last seconds. Lame, very lame indeed. All right, coming up next, it is time for the West or not for West Coast Bias. That's what we just did. It is time for Hate It or Love It. But first, the Jesse O Sports Center. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1034 here on your Sunday morning. This is Hate It or Love It. It is uh, back to being a competition. If you hear the Mario sound effects, that means we are getting points. There's nothing wrong with the, the station. I, I know people, people keep... Hear... Do you guys hear... Nintendo sounds, yes. That's Bells the Bells in the background? Yes, they are When ours. Jesse gives us a point, that is the sound you'll hear, and uh, that means that we are doing well. And that means we're losing a point if Rashad forgets the name of his running back again. That's right. It's one um, time, guys. I can't I, no, Not just 30, running 30 back, times. MVP of the Super 30, Bowl. 30 times. Right. Really, he's... Well, I think Brady got the... You know, didn't Brady get the truck, though, this year? No. No. Are you sure? 
Rashad, yeah. are you a Patriots fan? Yeah, man. I don't, I don't pay attention to the MVP. Of the Rashad, season. are you, are you, are you a real person? What's the last name of your running back with the first name James? Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an NBA player. James White. All right. Hey, we did it. I can't remember who won the last competition. I think it was Rashad. I think it was you. I think you got the last one. Okay. No. Well. I think it was you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. No. It was. It was the. Okay. Uh, so then, Rashad, you get to go first in answering the questions. Jesse, right, go yeah. ahead and get us started. All right. Uh, well, AFC West. You know, we thought the Kansas City Chiefs was just going to run away with everything, and now they're on a two-game skid. They don't look necessarily great now. A little bit of blase going on there. I think teams are starting to figure it out. You got three pieces, starting to figure out how to take some of them off the board, um, and like I said, two-game skid now. Despite the slow start of the L.A. Chargers, they have a couple of W's Good now. job saying L.A. because it's hard. Right? I can't do it. I made sure to take it nice and slow there. The L.A. The Chargers. L.A. Chargers. Um, so they had a slow start, but now they're starting to win some games, starting to figure some things out using Hunter Henry and whatnot. Um, love or hate, the Chargers should be the faves to win the AFC West. <laughs> hate. Easy. Um not because uh, I don't believe in the Chargers. I think every year we have this expectation that the Chargers are going to be a great team. But then for whatever reason, uh, be, it, be it injuries or just apathy or whatever reason, they just never live up to it. For the past couple of years, it's been injuries. Uh, I think it's hard for a team to relocate that first season. We saw the Rams move over last year and try to relocate. Um, right now, they're still trying to build a fan base for the Chargers. So if they start winning, people will start coming. But you're also looking at a division in the AFC West where – um, the Chiefs are the second, uh, the only other five-win team in the conference in the division. Uh, the Broncos still have the best defense in the division. The Raiders still arguably have the best uh, quarterback and wide receivers in the division. So you're looking at an opportunity. You're looking at three teams that are just better than you right now. Unless they go on some miraculous run for the next four or five weeks, I don't really see the Chargers being any more than the fourth spot in a really good AFC West. Uh, I will also say hate on this one full force. Uh, the chargers getting two wins means nothing to me because the chargers charger it every single time. If I can borrow charger. a term from college like football, it. like Coogan it, they charger it. They find ways to lose all the freaking time and sure they won a couple of games in a row, but the chiefs are still the class of this division. I know they've lost two games in a row. Alex Smith is still, I think the best quarterback right now, even over Derek Carr. Um, I think Kareem Hunt has been electric as a rookie running back. He's dope. Jesse mentioned earlier, which I thought was funny. He goes, it's weird that I see 12 points from him and go, man, what a bad week. No, that's still a good week. He just didn't get a touchdown. Um, even though they don't have the best wide receivers, the passing game they have doesn't need the best wide receivers. And Tyreek Hill is electric either way. Um, and Travis Kelsey has been great at tight end for them. The Chargers just aren't very good, guys. Uh, as much as their team looks good, they're not. They're not a good team. Uh, they choke in important situations. They haven't had the best coaching the last few years. They're just not that good, and they're not going to do it. In fact, I think the Chargers still finish in last in the AFC West despite their two straight wins. Mm -hmm. All right. Not not just hating it. Like on, extra hating like it. Like extra. All extra hating it. All right. Uh, the Bengals were really bad to start the season. Like, Epically bad. They first team to not score a touchdown at home in their first two games since like the 1950s or something stupid like that. But have done much better since firing their offensive coordinator and figuring things out. Now they must travel to Pittsburgh to face division foe the Steelers 
in Heinz Field. Love or hate, the Bengals will find a way to defeat the Steelers today in Heinz Field. Hey, um, the Bengals are one of those teams. They are not fit for prime time. And while this isn't the Sunday night game or anything like that, they're just one of those teams. They don't they don't do well on the big stage. We have to be mindful, too. Yes, they did win. They do have two wins in a row. But those two wins came against the Browns and the Bills, not necessarily juggernauts of the NFL. Um, they lost 27-24 after they fired their offensive coordinator uh, to the Packers. Um, going in to play Ben Roethlisberger, um, Antonio Brown and company things that doesn't look great for you. Um, you still have a defense that's really unproven at this point. They're giving up a, a lot of additional points. You gave up 30, uh, uh, 27 to the Packers. You you did pretty well against the Ravens, but it's just one of those things. You're not. They're not a very good team. I don't think they go in there against Pittsburgh and and win that game. I just don't think it's possible. Uh, I will also say hate because the Steelers need some success consistency on that team and the Bengals I feel like are just going to be the tonic for that Ben Roethlisberger needs to take his head out of his you know what and Le Le'Veon Bell actually is starting to kind of figure it out it's when you miss the preseason everyone's like oh you'll be fine it's still going to take a couple of weeks to kind of get yourself back into the swing of things he has looked very very good the last few weeks they still have Antonio Brown as Jesse likes to point out they have Martavis Bryant he's still a very good receiver despite the fact he hasn't had the best year so far and frankly Two games for the Bengals where they've looked better have been against the Browns and the Bills. Boo. So I know the Bills have looked a little bit better this year, but They're I don't think that fixes everything. Um, the offense has looked much improved. Andy Dalton's looked improved, but it, do it doesn't make me like them any anymore. Joe Mixon is the number one running back there, but he hasn't looked great yet. They've kind of started to ignore Jeremy Hill completely. Giovanni Bernard's barely getting touches. I don't know. I just don't like the Bengals. I don't like him. Two wins is great, but I think the Steelers will win this game pretty easily. Look at McCown throwing, throwing, throwing touchdowns. Josh McCown. Oh, was that to Robbie Anderson? It was. It was. Uh, well, that guy's starting to turn out. I like his bit. celebration. He just like sat on the wall. No, he <laughs> sat in the in the in the chair. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he sat in the stands. Dope. That's funny. <laughs> he might get fined for that one. All right, uh, let's hmm, let's move NBA on. NBA question? What? No, no, we're, we're this is all NFL all the time. Come on now, rats. football Sunday, football Sunday, sir. Um, I th this one that let let's let's stick with Pittsburgh because I, I okay. am really curious. Uh, th there's been a couple things that have happened. So uh, there's been a lot of drama in Pittsburgh, like a lot of drama. But Brian, uh, Brown throwing fits. Roethlisberger calling out Brown. Roethlisberger saying he doesn't have any more. Martavis Bryant says he wants out. He wants out. He's been out for a year. He gets back. He gets inserted in the starting lineup. Now he wants out. Love or hate. Despite the fact Pittsburgh has said they were not going to trade Martavis Bryant, you will find Bryant in a different uniform come the trade deadline. Um... Hate, um, yeah, I hate it. Uh, the truth is, while Martavis Bryant isn't um, Antonio Brown, uh, he is still one of the best deep threats in the NFL. Uh, it's hard to account to account for a guy who's six foot four and can run like a gazelle down the field. Martavis Bryant, man, comes with some issues though, and that's what you have to realize, man. Wide receivers come with issues, especially good ones, man. It's the one position in football that's totally predicated on somebody else. So when I don't get the ball or when it's underthrown or I'm not able to play or whatever the case is, man, that affects my pocketbook. Martavis Bryant is one of those dudes who's never going to get the, the, the shine he should get because 
because there is an Antonio Brown on this team. There is a Le'Veon Bell on this team. There is a big Ben Roethlisberger on this team. There is a James Harrison still on this team. Like, there's still a bunch of stars on this Pittsburgh team, including their head coach, Mike Tomlin. So he's in a position to where he's always going to be the 10th, possibly 11th most important person on that team. But I think for for star receivers, man, you just have to deal with some of that headache because, like you said, Jesse, when his ceiling is incredibly high, and when he's on, there's not many better than him. It's deep breath. By the way, Cam Newton just threw a pick six, uh, tipped up in the air from Kelvin Benjamin, lands in the arms, and then he broke a Cam Newton tackle to return it. So Bears defense with two touchdowns against the Panthers. Uh, my answer to this is also hate. A you really, really don't see a lot of trades in the NFL. It's not, a, no, it's a thing that doesn't happen very often because. In return, the team trading away a good player will never get more than a mid-round draft pick. It just doesn't happen very often. It's very rare to see the Jimmy Graham for Max Unger kind of trade where you get a good player for a good player. It just doesn't happen very often, especially middle of the season when a team seems desperate. You won't get a lot back for a guy like Martavis Bryant. The other thing is, who do the Steelers have who could replace Martavis Bryant? At least he's a threat to go deep, even if he's not catching the ball. They don't really have that. I, unlike you, I don't really think Mike Tomlin's the best head coach. I think he's a good head coach, but I do think he's a little bit overrated because of how good the players on his team are. Um, I'm not sure if he's the best strategic head coach in the game. He's a very good passion. He's a guy who gets his team rallied around him, which is a positive, but in terms of game planning, I'm not really sure. Um, but I think Martavis Bryant could be huge, and I think what you're going to see this week is they're going to try to get Bryant the ball more because of the trade demand, and I think that's going to try to appease him a little bit. Um, plus, when he gets touchdowns, the Steelers win. win. They need a little bit more help outside of just two guys who everyone knows they're going to get the ball to, even, even if they are really good in Brown and Bell. Whew. Lots of points today. It feels like it. Lots of points. And with that said, we do have a flat-out winner today by one point. Well, it's not really flat out if it's by one. Well, I mean, uh, well, a you know, we had a winner. tie last time, remember? We had a tie. That is true. We had to go to the lightning round. That's right. No lightning round today. And, in fact, today's winner, reigning winner, Woo! Rashad Taylor. What? Yeah, no. Reigning, reigning winner. Didn't, he didn't... went first. So I... oh, oh, wait. Sorry. Sorry. New winner, Rashad Taylor. Ooh, what sorry. a trick. Ah! You tricked me. <laughs> Play the music again. Play the music again. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Lynch. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, sorry. Wait a minute. Reigning winner. <laughs> I read wait it a minute. Wrong. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm no, I did, I did this all sorts of wrong. Who went first? Who Rashad went first? went first. All right. Rashad, you're the winner. <laughs> I wrote it down. Rashad wrong. is the winner. I, I, so I pre, I pre wrote the whole, like, little sheet that I wrote out. I put Lynch's name first, Taylor's name second. Okay. And, and you were giving me points when he was getting points? Cause, yes. Because so I was on my I, way out of yeah, here. Yeah, so that's <laughs> what got everybody confused. I was yeah, on my no, way to the car. No, so uh, we will be coming back with um, Rashad Taylor's uh, All right. awesome music. And Rashad gets to host the last segment. Yeah. So <laughs> that's next here on Football Sunday on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That glorious music means I won. It also means you're hosting the last second. Yeah, 1049 here on The Fan. You, got you actually like, got a decent length segment to host. I know, right? We have all of like seven minutes to talk about whatever we want. Seven, eight minutes. What we got to figure out now. 
we got to be out on time. We've had a habit of going a little long. And, That's what she said. Um, the boss was not happy about that the last week. Oh, well, last week we were perfect, but the week before we, we missed a, a spot or something. So, did we? Well, luckily I. Well, I mean, it, it got played. It got played. But let's let's face it. We're when you're going into a live football network, you know, where, where we're the flagship of the Seattle Seahawks down here. We got to be on time, which means if you're fifty-seven is our hard out today. It looks like we got to be out at or fifty-six thirty. Yes, because uh, we got to do our little outro and everything. So if you're if you're running late, I just get to cut you off. Oh boy! Yeah, oh, I just get it. You just if you if you just hear Mike Lynch just go away and that the means he was going long. No <laughs> outro song, any of that. Stuff. That's right. Okay, bye. All right. Yeah. Well, behind the scenes, we have six minutes exactly from this point on. So you uh, got a full six minute segment. There you go. Yeah, I don't have anything to talk about. Well, um, no. I'll, I'll be honest, man. Football is going now at this point. Um, the Rams look like they're probably going to beat the Cardinals. It's only three nothing, but. <laughs> <laughs> like I like that you say that so assuredly. I don't know. I That's just, not a word either. I like the Rams, though, man. It's It sounds super strange because, you know, there's been such a changing in the guard in the NFC West. Like, for a while, it was the Seahawks and the 49ers that were in charge. And then the uh, Cardinals had their moment to where they were in charge. Now it looks like it might be the Rams' turn. Well, it's weird. And I, I, do, I think the Rams are very interesting because – you got a brand new head coach, youngest of all time in the NFL, Sean McVay. He's like, what, 31 years old? Jared Goff looked awful, 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 awful last season. Like the worst number one pick we've seen in quite some time. And instead, with a new coach and a new offense, he looks great. And Todd Gurley looks rejuvenated. And I think the way we can look at it is instead of saying Jared Goff was bad, I think we can just say this. Jeff Fisher was bad. Jeff Fisher was not Jeff good. Fisher was not a good head he was, coach. He, he was, did not know how to run an offense in this year's in this era's NFL. And he was completely lost. And that hurt the production of all of the Rams players. He was on that 7-9 BS, man. I yeah. think we all knew that he was one of the most overrated coaches in the NFL. And, and we... It, just going back to when they extended him last season... I think it was like two games before they fired him. <laughs> like, like they even respected him enough to give him an extension before they fired him two weeks later. Like that, that guy had no business being in the NFL as long as he did. That's so I, and I, I'm looking at it, and you know, every other team since 2010 in the NFC West has been in the Super Bowl. So the Cardinals went back in 2010 against the Steelers. Uh, Seattle went twice. Frisco's been in, what, 2011, something like that, 2012, whenever San Francisco went to the, uh, to the Super Bowl. Man, the Rams are the lone team. Like, if they if they can be the only other team to go to the Super Bowl, I think that will be the first division to pretty much dominate a decade. It is interesting that you point that out. Because the Niners are so bad that you forget that they were actually really good for a couple of years there. Yeah. At the end of Alex Smith, the beginning of Colin Kaepernick, made a couple Super Bowls, you know. I remember the game against the Packers in the playoffs where Kaepernick just With the ran. sleeves. He just destroyed him. Yeah. Because nobody in the NFL had seen a quarterback like that. Now they've all seen those quarterbacks, and it's kind of hard to be one of those style guys uh, and get away with it. But it was like the introduction to the NFL of the run first, pass second quarterback. Because at that point, that's what Kaepernick was. Mike he Vick. was just running the ball. Well, that's true. Yeah. But nobody could stop Mike Vick. Mike Vick was so unique at that time. And it, nobody else was like him. Mike Vick changed Madden, man. Like, he changed the way you have to play video games and you play Madden or what, what was the other uh, NFL game? 2K. 
NFL 2K. The better game. The dope game, man. Shout out to Sega for making uh, NFL 2K. 2K Sports. I had that on Dreamcast. You're probably too young for Dreamcast, Mike. Not too young for it. I didn't have Dreamcast, but I'm not too young for it. I had NFL 2K on Xbox. Dreamcast was ahead of its time, man. The the graphics, the everything, man. They had the intros for for the games. They they were the first... uh, the first game to put like music and stuff in it, and now the 2K franchise for football and or for basketball and at least wrestling is 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 crazy. I miss I miss 2K so much. I miss 2K, and I miss NCAA football. Oh, I miss college football so much. I, I miss the. Uh, there was a point to where you could create your guys or have your guys, and then import them into the NFL like that in was Madden. the dopest thing I did that a couple of yeah, times yeah that was the I think they did that for like 5 or 6 years that or something that was the dopest thing yeah. I was uh, I was always a middle linebacker and I don't know why but I like I like that position I was always a middle linebacker and I remember my first year that I did the importing I got drafted by like the Saints and I was like Ooh, I'm on the NFL now, right? And it's like, no, you're not. You're, you're sitting on a couch playing with a controller. <laughs> I remember they had, the, they had the awesome thing in college to where uh, I think it was college football 2006 to where uh, you'd have to study and take a test and all type of pick a major and all type of they stuff. Like, yeah. kinda, you were in a dorm room yeah. and your calendar had like go to class. Exactly. And then there was a, go a, to picture, practice. Of a, a picture of a girl on your computer. And like the better you got, the cuter the girl got. So yeah. you kind of upgraded mm-hmm. every single time that you <laughs> I forgot about that because they got rid of that at the end of the NCAA football reign. Like that it became stupid. more about the recruiting. But I love I loved that, that little was aspect awesome. of it. That yeah. was awesome. That's kind of when video games were were super fun to play. Well, there there was I want to say it was two thousand five Madden. Um, they allowed you to make your own place. Like in mm-hmm. Madden, and that was they did. I I only think they did it for one year, but that was one of the coolest things that they ever let you do is to design your own formations in place. You know, one it wasn't one of the coolest things they've ever done was uh, uh, NFL coach. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was terrible because you didn't play the game. All you did was come up with schemes. And Actually, stuff it was a great game, but people who bought it wanted to play. Yeah. There's there's a whole genre of games that are called sports simulation games where you don't play, you just do everything else. I play one of those, it's called Football Manager. It's a soccer game. Um but it's or called Fantasy Football. It's called Football Manager and it's just amazing. All right. We got to go. That music means it's time to go. Uh we'll be back next week at 9 to 11. I just got to double check that real quick. Because our schedule's been bouncing around all over the place. Yes. 9 to 11 next week, uh, just like we were this week. So catch us then. But until then, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, everybody. And we'll see you next week. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.